Hello guys, this is Make It Count. I'm Ilinka, your host, and I hope you will enjoy this episode. So let's get going. This episode has been inspired by one of the great kings of music. I don't know how, I don't know why, but I was listening to his music. How oh, that never fails to uplift me. And boom, I had ideas coming and coming and coming. So bear with me and let's listen to a few of my favorites.
are a lot of messages and lessons that Michael Jackson left to us as a human and in spirit. People haven't been awakened enough to listen to him, but maybe now it's time to open our eyes and our ears and most of all our hearts to what he has left for us to safe keep and to treasure because beyond michael jackson the man there is michael jackson the spirit manifested in a human being and the place where he manifested his spirit in the best and purest way was on the scene on stage where magic happened and also in the studios so I will do my best to go fish for some hidden messages that Michael Jackson left for us before we go on with our usual talks first of all all the artists have a personal life which for most of us is just speculation because we weren't there to observe and to enjoy their presence so let's keep the judgments about what we think happened in the artist's personal life because we never know the whole story and probably we will never know what happened and how they got from point A to point B. So let's keep that and go to the manifestation of their spirit, the place where they manifested their true nature in the best possible way and to the highest level of their capacities as human beings. The place where Michael Jackson shined the brightest was on stage. His music was revolutionary, his moves were inhuman, and so many people try to replicate his moves and they are still doing it to the day. The orchestration of his songs the energy, the vibration, the lyrics, everything was on point. He gave his all. He came on stage and left everything there and then went back home to resource himself and then started all over again. And this lasted for decades. And he would probably still be on stage right now if he wasn't called back to the source. So, no matter what, he has left a big imprint. And it's very, very hard to step around that. It is virtually impossible to ignore his presence here on earth. So, no matter what his fault as a human being, he's still, to this day, 
one of the greatest musicians and one of the greatest artists because he was not only singing his talent was multifaceted and millions of people adored revered cherished and enjoyed him and his music on stage and both on records his music has been sold and it is still listened to right now as we speak there are so many fans who are forever fans because their lifeline has been marked with this soundtrack that has Michael Jackson starring on the leading role. So Michael Jackson is to the day someone that brightened and changed the music forever. And he's somewhere up there still blessing us with his divine inspiration for those who still cherish his music there is so much gratitude coming from his spirit and there are still people who communicate with his spirit as mediums as I found out on YouTube there's a lady that I don't recall her name um, at this moment who regularly channels Michael Jackson and you can find her on YouTube it's quite fascinating to see how she channels different artists and their messages of love and their messages of truth
So, as I said, there are a few people who are actually channeling Michael Jackson. Among them, there is Amanda Ellis that I first found and listened to, and she has a few episodes dedicated to Michael Jackson, but also I see Tarot Queen Jamila that channeled Michael Jackson, Abby Normal, Emmanuel Macintosh, and a few others that actually went to communicate with um, the spirit of Michael Jackson. And all this is relevant because people seem to still want to talk about Michael Jackson's life beyond his creativity, beyond his talent, beyond his genius, with the creation of the movie called Living Neverland that was a low blow to Michael Jackson and his memory. I think that what other truths were to be told publicly should have been told publicly while Michael Jackson was still alive. I don't think that stepping into this subject after his passing away is ethical or moral and I don't think that the ones claiming anything from whatever happened during their experience with Michael Jackson are aware that it is kind of cowardly to fight with a man that is no longer alive. So, of course, uh, that movie was revolting, that movie was heart-wrenching, that movie was terribly disturbing on so many levels that I cannot even count. Um, it was, for me as an empath, something terrible to watch, but I felt compelled to watch every single second of that movie and find a way to step away from my own feelings regarding Michael Jackson and my own memories regarding him and just allow myself to observe humankind and their behavior in a situation that is particularly delicate and painful to assess and um, to get your mind wrapped around it. So what do we know about Michael Jackson and what he allowed us to see through his energy and through his most vulnerable moments? And believe it or not, his most vulnerable moments were in public, in front of everybody to see and to feel. For those who were present at his concerts, I think that they were privy to some kind of energy that cannot be conveyed um, otherwise. So there is a lot of pain, there is a lot of trauma that transpires through his 
personality and how he chose to direct his life and what he did with himself. First of all, there is a lot of empathy that I think that he did not know well how to constructively um, manage. He most often went with the wave, the wave of things that happened. There was series and series and more series of events. His life was very full with, with events. I haven't been listening or um, reading materials about his childhood and his life before he came on scene, he came on stage as an adult because I didn't want to be influenced by whatever the press has written nor have I wanted to read his interviews which are still up for grabs on the internet I just wanted to look at him not only uh, from an artistic point of view but also from a spiritual point of view and from what I can see is that, that he's been through a lot of trauma that he never managed to heal during his lifetime and that was reflected in his uh, personal life and it was reflected on stage as well his strive for getting out of the little clothes that he was corseted in and shine show himself his true nature and I believe that when he was on stage performing his songs he was his true self the only time maybe that he was his true self and he forgot and let go was able to release anything and everything that was burdening his soul because that was his outlet his creative outlet and um, the only way that he could and knew how to open the doors of his heart and let his spirit shine fully. His personality was dual. He had a lot of divine masculine and divine feminine within himself. And I think that his traumatic events that he had been through from the beginning of his life marked him and startled him into being this dual person all his life. His temper and his charisma and his um, creativity and his altogether challenge to express himself as himself and try to teach others to get out of their cages and open up to 
who they really are, to stand in the light, to stand in the truth, like he never managed to do for himself in his private life. His struggles with so many things were visible because at some point he made it a point to show his struggles through his physical transformations and that showed the public that he was permanently in the search of a way to release his early life traumas. I feel that there was a burden at the heart level. There was a strong burden that actually became um, something painful physically as well, a problematic situation on a physical form as well because of all the trials and tribulations um, and it feels almost like most of his life he has been in in true pain not only on a physical level but also on an emotional level there was a huge gap between who he was on stage, the image that he was building for himself, but also required to convey to uh, the public, and who he really was in his heart, and not fully and completely developed male adult and not fully and completely mature boy that came to be a man before his time. It feels like there was a discrepancy between how he was thinking, how he was feeling, how he was acting, what he was on a physical form. And because he was in such a disalignment uh, or misalignment, he could not exactly feel all the joys that he normally should have been able to feel from his success, from his creations. And he understood at a higher level the love that his fans gave him, love unconditionally, that they were incapable of hiding because he stirred in people so much emotion and such great energy that they couldn't help themselves but adore him and scream his name. <laughs> Faint 
become hysterical. It was not a fandom um, that was only related to his music. It was a fandom related to his dancing, to his whole self-expression. It was a fandom related to to him and an empathy uh, related to to him as a a person as much as they knew about him and as much as they felt uh, in what concerns him as a person, because he had that boyish. Um, energy mixed with this huge amount of rah-rah around him um, due to his uncomparable uh, talent. So one would guess, going um, through the lines of common sense, that he felt the heaviness of this discrepancy between how he felt in his personal life, a little bit lost, um, a little more um, tortured, even more traumatized and abused because memories of any kind of, of abuse um, still linger unless they are solved. And I, I don't believe that he had any time for himself, for healing, for going deep within, for acknowledging the fact that he stepped away from any kind of pain and abuse and he was stepping into a life where nobody else had a place to come and show him anything else but love. I don't think that he knew a lot of compassion either because on one side, whoever abused him and whoever terrorized him in his young years was still present in in a way and in another uh, side, the flip of the coin, there were the fans who could not empathize with his problems because he was rather private about that. So all they knew of him was this big star making money, having fans, creating great music, enjoying his tours, enjoying the adoration, sharing the love, spreading the love. It was a bit confusing for everybody included. So 
ultimately what we can take from Michael Jackson's work is that he was an ambassador of the highest rank. He was here on a mission to convey a message of joy, of peace, of enlightenment, of creating change through your own person, starting with the man in the mirror and going through black or white, the earth song, and so many songs in which he conveyed that nothing is impossible. You just have to start somewhere to focus on that and keep on doing what you're doing for the greatest good to the best of your abilities. That is the message that he conveyed and that is the message that we should remember him by. It's funny how nobody talks about how many hours on end he spent training. Nobody speaks about how he arrived from his raw, original, God-given talent to the peak of his career and his fame. Everyone remembers him through the greatness of his music and some people um, try to diminish those qualities by remember him, remembering him by his faults as a human being. But as we all know, all spirit incarnate in human form is not perfect. We all start from zero, we start from scratch, we have um, a life that is given to us and a story in which we fall willingly um, from a spiritual point of view but unwillingly as human beings. We don't remember where we come from, we don't remember what our purpose is, we don't know when and if we'll ever awaken. There are so many things that we don't know when we arrive here on earth as babies and we have to deal with the cars that we have been dealt with. He dealt with them to the best of his abilities and there are so so many things that we don't know because they have never been published or they have never surfaced for you know the collective consciousness for every one of us to acknowledge, but he came and he did his job to the best of his abilities and he worked hard in order to arrive there and to get going with his sole purpose, which was to be an ambassador, to convey to people messages of love, of brotherhood, of loving yourself unconditionally, accepting each other, being respectful to the planet. Those messages cannot be erased. And no matter the consequences, he kept on doing what he was doing until the bitter end. And then after his passing away into the spirit world, there were many, many controversies around his actions, his personal life, his um, 
so-called truths that were never brought to light and people pretending to know and to want to clear the hidden history of Michael Jackson by putting it out there. And they made a lot of money by doing that. I would have been more inclined to believe the words spoken by the others if there was nothing to gain for them. If they just came out and said, well, we want to put this out there because the collective consciousness needs to know all these hidden shadows. And we are here to clear the collective consciousness um, in regards to what hides behind such a career. That would have been fine and dandy, but they gained a lot of money by creating movies, by giving interviews, by appearing on shows. So it's not like their hands are clean in any way. And no matter what we do, the perks and benefits of our humanness is that we judge. We are naturally judgmental. Even when nobody teaches us how to be judgmental, we still have that spark in us that once it is lit, we start judging anyway. So while we're still working on how to not judge the others, how to try to get a full picture before starting to open our mouths is still very difficult for us to do that because we have been taught to spew our truth and damn the consequences of that. But here is a situation that cannot be left on the outskirts of the truths between the brackets that have been said during um, that movie Living Neverland. You cannot point fingers and condemn someone for his wrongdoings without taking into consideration all the parties involved. And if that movie had to be created for a higher purpose, I think that the higher purpose in this case is not to point fingers at Michael Jackson, but send a message of alarm to all the mothers in the world to take care of their children, to not be naive, to not let themselves be um, swept away by um, fandom, to not be swept away by um, money, by uh, glory, um, by all that gilded spectacle that revolves around a superstar. Because at the end of the day, the superstar is just a human being. And that human being is a spirit incarnate into a human being. But that spirit can do so much when it is incarnate. 
there are elements of humanity that come with the traumas. There are elements of humanity that come with free will and exterior exterior influences. There are so many things that we are subject to whether we are stars or not, whether we are famous or not. And we cannot release them unless we become aware of what we have to release as a collective. And I guess that Michael Jackson's life and that movie both were some kind of divine intervention for us to be more aware of what we are doing with our children. How can we keep them safe from harm's way? Remembering that everything that happens, happens because of a decision that someone makes for us or a decision that we make for ourselves. Even allowing for something to happen is a decision in itself. So there is no real one-sided guilty party here and we would fool ourselves into believing that a superstar is not human. A superstar doesn't come with their own pains, traumas, hurts that are deep and most of the time are not healed. Michael Jackson passed away with his traumas and pains very much alive, very much present in his life without any of them being healed at any point. Don't think for a second that what he gave on stage, his 110%, meant that his pain, his traumas were healed. It has nothing to do with that. We can still perform. We can still be great and shine and convey messages um, and be diplomats, ambassadors to the world and still suffer from the injustices and uh, the personal tragedies. They are related, but they don't condition the presence of the other. You can be both hurt and damaged and very talented. And more often than not, the people who are hurt and damaged, who have been experienced troubled periods in their lifetime, are the ones who are most sensitive, more creative, more on a chase after that creative artistic release and they are better at their jobs because they went through something that awakened in them that awareness 
that there is more out there. So for the sake of spirituality, we should let go of this behavior of pointing fingers, let go of this pain, let go of this insufferable situation where years after someone's passing away, we still point fingers at them, we still judge them, we still create negativity around their personality and their memory. It's not spiritual, it's not religious, it's not loving in any way. And if there is one thing that we should take from these ambassadors who happened between the brackets to be superstars, they didn't become superstars just by mistake, by hazard. It was not a chance that they have risen to that height. They had a life purpose, they had a soul mission, and they had to go up there and suffer all the consequences of that standing point, of that level of um, greatness, in order for us to receive their messages. And as we can admit they have done a great frigging job at conveying that because when you listen to Michael Jackson's songs you only hear positivity you only hear a fast beat that makes you move your body makes you create more energy makes you smile and want to release and let go and be free you listen to his words and you want to be a better person, you want to be more giving. You want to chase the darkness away. And there is a whole difference between his signature songs with his own personal messages and the ones who were created for more, more money more popularity. There are uh, songs that have messages that came from Michael Jackson's heart and songs who came to build up this oomph of, of stardom. A necessary harm. Or maybe it was a blessing in disguise because he had to find his own path, his own niche in order to climb the ladder and be able to convey his messages.
I don't know if people have realized this until now, but sometimes when things happen and we judge them as being wrong, we um, most of the time point the finger towards the one who creates that situation. We don't really care if it's true or not and we don't take within the message the spiritual message of what happened the spiritual message here one among others because there were a lot of messages through um, Michael Jackson's life and example is that abuse generates abuse traumas generate more abuse traumas that are not healed create more pain more suffering and it affects not only the person that has been originally abused and hurt but also everyone that is in their proximity The message from a spiritual point of view is to be aware of what is wrong with you in order to not perpetuate that state of being, to not create um, generational situation, because things are degenerating quickly and they are flowing from father to son, Um, from mother to daughter, from parent to child. And they create more of that. The only way to stop the abuse is to look at yourself, look really deep within yourself and see what happened to you, how you have been affected by that situation, And what do you want to do with that? Do you want to be a bully? Do you want to prolong the suffering by being the same kind of person that the adults have been with you? Or do you want to show a different model to your children? Do you want to perpetuate the anger, the hurt, the pain, the abuse, or do you want to create a shift, a healing? Do you want to make a change? Because Michael Jackson in one of his songs, Man in the Mirror, said that he wanted to make a change for once in his life. And he was starting with the Man in the Mirror. He was conscious about this and he repeated these words millions of times during his recordings and during his shows and all the fans have repeated the same words over and over but the question is have they understood the message have they taken the essence of his message or were they so elated by seeing their star on stage that 
they didn't pay attention to the message. Which is, by the way, a great message for the humanity in general. And him healing as a human being was really a problem. And it's visible through his lifetime, through his lifeline, his history, that he hasn't healed. He has a lot of spiritual healing to do up there because here as a human being he had been dealt with a raw deal a very weird set of cards he struggled with his skin color for example and we could see that in him through the time whole set of changes to his appearance not only in clothing and how he chose to present himself on stage but his skin color and his several numerous surgeries that he went through show that he was not feeling good in his skin and although that was his reality in Black or white, he was promoting tolerance. So meanwhile, he was suffering with his own drama. He was preaching to the others to try to do better than him, to try to do what's ideal, what everybody should do, to look in the mirror, to accept themselves for who they are. Big, small, dark-skinned, light-skinned, men, women, all equals in spirit and all equals in the eyes of God. And yet he suffered from all those pains and he felt empathy for all the people who were suffering like him from so many, many things like poverty, like injustice, like psychological and physical damage, like insecurity. He was deeply human. And he experienced in one lifetime what many other people have experienced in several lifetimes. So as a soul, he took on a big, big huge responsibility and he suffered for that responsibility he owned it he owned even his suffering and went through with his life purpose and even though sometimes it was um, alleged that he felt like giving up he stood his ground and he kept showing up so for the sake of the argument, let's give him props for staying alive, accepting this mission and carrying on with it until the bitter end. And whatever happened at the end of his life is another story that I leave to the other internet lovers 
because that's another issue completely and um, we all know deep inside what happened. We don't need any proof, we don't need any kind of um, investigations and we surely do not need to be lied to about his end because we all know deep inside what happened to him and what happened to so many others because there is, believe it or not, a pattern in this getting out of this human life. Most of all, when you are a superstar, when you are a um, divine ambassador. So because the wires were muddy around his personal history and his image and they have been muddied even more in the past years I think that it is fair to say that Michael Jackson deserves for all that he's done for the collective consciousness he deserves to find peace in the spirit world and he deserves to be left alone, to rest in peace. Because he carried so much with him in order for us to wake up and open their eyes to the truth. And he tried as much as he could to be transparent about the truth that he was conveying to people. But unfortunately, some are still very much in the shadows of denial and oblivion and that is not his fault he did the best he could with what he was given and i think that at least he deserves you know a moment of silence of respect and a great a great deal of gratitude and love in return. Thank you for taking this moment of silence with me and we will end this episode with one of my favorite songs that conveys my my feelings for this wonderful being that was misunderstood, criticized, but also immensely, immensely adored.
Dying with the rising of the moon. 